the discovery of psychedelics is the discovery that all of this cultural machinery is just Wizard of Oz stuff. Don't think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. That's it. How did it feel to you? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. The prophecy. Welcome to the Astral Mind Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Cal Mokes. Thank you for tuning in again. If you are new here, this is the Astral Mind Podcast, where we talk about all things metaphysical and paranormal, and we seek to find the deeper meanings behind reality. So today, we have a very special guest. All the guests are special on the show. We have uh, Tevin, I believe your name correctly? Yes. Excellent. And he is a worker with magic and spirits, and he's got lots of information to do with ancestors and uh, just connecting with divinity in general. I saw his uh, different videos on uh, TikTok, and I was just like, I have to connect with this person. He gave me some really excellent information in in one video, and I was like, all right, this right, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm ready to go from there. So uh, right before we started... Uh, we were talking about uh, snakes and uh, one of the spirits he works with. And I was like, what's the appeal behind snakes? So if you will, just continue where you left off because uh, we, were, we were just starting to get into it. So, yeah, I work with the 21 divisions of Dominican voodoo. And um, so one of my guiding spirits, her name is Santa Malta, and she deals with um, snakes. She is the snake charmer. She's She's actually known as the santa Marta, the dominator so she she was said to have dominated over the snakes um so she manifests a lot in my life through snakes and i did it i was afraid of snakes when i was a child but um when she manifested down there in my altar in dominican republic it was really really interesting she i was there was a cement block next to my window seal and I was used to the passion fruit climbing through the window. They, they would just grow wild. And I noticed this random red vine and I was like, what is that? And so uh, I touched it and it moved and I was like, ah, <laughs> and then this little snake just poked his head out and like, it was probably like maybe a foot and a half. And I was like, Whoa. And I talked to my godfather and he was like, say hello. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's where I kind of lost my fear of snakes right in that moment. And I picked him up and yeah, just I mm. had my, my endeavor with snakes. So now I want a pet snake like really bad. I want to buy a ball python like so bad. Ooh, wee. So you said that you have a, uh, an altar in the Dominican Republic. Have you lived there? Did you set that up or did somebody set it up for you? Well, I lived in Dominican Republic uh, for the past two years. I just moved back to the United States oh, last wow. year. I'm cool. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great. <laughs> really? Okay, good. Yeah. So I moved back to Dominican. I moved back to the United States last 
summer and um i brought my altar with me <laughs> oh okay cool cool yeah cool. And so what I does your altar look like what is it yeah um what what do you mean like what does it consist of yeah what's what's the uh what does it consist of is it uh so it is my it i would nest like how would you put it it is my voodoo altar (laughs) that because i have two basically i have one for my ancestors and i have one for my uh working which is my where i do my work Mm -hmm. um so yeah where basically it's when i was initiated that is basically the birthplace of my initiation and that was the day that i received my saints that was the day that i received my as we call them, Loa, um, mm. or how they called in other places, Orisha and things like that. Mm. So um, I received them and I brought them with me in the physical mm. form. <laughs> okay. Wow. Very cool. Now that brings up another question about the initiation. So uh, voodoo is mm-hmm. is your, your fundamental or your traditional practice. What was initiation like? Because I've never heard about initiation for voodoo. I've only heard that people just have been taught it and practice it, but not like a traditional moment which makes sense to me like it makes sense that there would be a like a like a fundamental moment where it's like all right you've got the mantle like you've got you've got the blessing so what was that like there is a process that goes into it and i'm being very careful okay okay. (laughs) um so there is a process that goes into it but you are if if it's it's usually that they um it's passed down in your lineage or it is or you're called to it um and there are some people who fake it so mm-hmm. um yeah but it is my initiation process was not just the initiation it was the actual the whole entire spiritual journey was a basically a seven-year initiation wow. so okay. so basically i went through an ancestral initiation and then i went through my actual physical initiation into voodoo Oh, wow. So is your family really big into it? Like they generations back, back, back? Oh, no. I, oh, really? I, oh, wow. <laughs> my family is actually uh, Gullah Geechee here in the South, Georgia, mm-hmm. South Georgia. And um, they're extremely Pentecostal. Oh, okay. Here we go. So how exactly yeah. did you get led to this? So um, <laughs> it all, it started when I watched, I was always connected when I was a child, I used to play with a bucket full of water mm-hmm. and a rubber watch and pretend it was a mermaid. And um, I used to freeze my toys. My parents thought I was going to be like a serial killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I freeze my toys. Mm-hmm. And um, so my growing up, that's what it was like. And so I, all I knew was church. Mm-hmm. But um, the initiation process happened during the blood moon of 2015 i actually just posted about this hmm. and i went to the ocean because i was tired of the military i was tired of being in the military i was a little tired hmm. and um yeah i asked the ocean for a change and it it responded wow. i just didn't know it would slap me in the face like a sack of pickles <laughs> yeah right okay. yeah, anybody who thinks their spiritual journey is anything easy it's no absolutely wrong not. wrong <laughs> <laughs> completely yes. Wow, that's awesome. It's very liberating for sure yeah. to start the spiritual journey, but it is a process predominantly of inner healing. And mm-hmm. when people say awakening, my experience has been you there's there's this concept in philosophy. I forget who um, who like put it forward. I think it was Aristotle 
but uh, is this idea of anamnesis. It's just learning through recollection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you already know everything. It's just you're learning it through the experiences you have with other people. And a lot of spirituality for me has been there are limiters on my brain. There are limiters on my capability that I put there because of my belief system, mm-hmm. uh, because of the brainwashing of society, and so on and so forth. And since you're Pentecostal, we've got like a whole bag to open up <laughs> about Christianity. But it makes me wonder, because uh, it seems like, and I know from experience, if you were doing voodoo, that'd be something totally contrast to oh, God, anything yes. Christianity. <laughs> not saying that I have a problem with that. I'm not Christian myself. I, I consider myself more of a mystic that follows after different um, teachings from different avatars. Uh, but when it comes to Christianity, what was it that drove you away from it? Or or the church or Pentecostal faith, things like that. Mm. Being gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it. I had like a central crisis around the age of 13 where, you know, like where you, I think it's, I'm maybe paraphrasing, but it's like where your sins count. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I'm going to hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I can't do anything about it. So um, mm. after I came out to my parents, like it was, I just was kind of floating around during my, my late teens um, I had finished dancing ballet and I was like, I came off my tours and I was just, I knew who I was as a gay person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hmm, I like this. And then I had my coming out with my parents, mm-hmm. but that I didn't know that I was getting involved into spirituality until American Horror Story season three. Oh, <laughs> coven. Was it that coven? It was coven. So I had this whole thing with like uh, Marie Laveau and I was just so drawn mm. to it and it just felt natural, but I didn't, mm. I didn't act on it or anything like that. Nothing. But, um, yeah, my ancestors called me. They heard me mm. calling out to them for some sense of direction. I was mm. feeling a little lost in the military, and they kind of, they're like, all right, let's scoop you up. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that they saved you. <laughs> oh, they saved me, but they put me in a situation mm. because uh, it was a whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had, I the night after the blood moon, I gave an offering to the ocean and I was like, I want to change. I really want to change. I want to get out of the military. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. And two days later, I had a dream, a very prophetic dream that a spirit took me onto the ship where I was working. And it showed me everything I was going to go through in 2016, showed me everything wow. vividly. Wow. And I, uh, and the last thing I saw was me walking hand in hand through the hangar bay with the mother from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure, right. So Very two cool. days later, I had um, I two days later, uh, they called me in the office and they told me to go to the to the air office where I worked on the mm-hmm. ship, and they told me that I had popped positive for spice, and I had never done spice before. Interesting. What even is this? Yeah, it's like some synthetic form of marijuana. I was like, I'm not messing with my money. Uh, but <laughs> interesting. There was okay. a weird while I went to while I went through my process through that, I saw the military in a different light, not saying anything bad about the military, but I saw mm-hmm. it in a different light and I was like, I just something feels right to get out. Mm-hmm. And I did. Mm-hmm. 
and I and it was it, I knew that it was my ancestors that were leading me because I mm-hmm. I kept all my benefits and everything. I was just able to get out early, mm-hmm. but okay. I had a whole existential crisis because I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't introduced back into society properly. Mm-hmm. So I looked up at the moon one night, and I said, "Universe, what do you want me to do next?" And I bought a plane ticket to Nicaragua. And I didn't wow. tell anybody where I was going, and I left. Wow, no. that's awesome! <laughs> just, just <laughs> get it and go, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went there to go break down. I went there to go and do every single thing that I wasn't allowed to do in the military, and mm-hmm. grieve the military process or and how I got out and everything. I was a mess. I was a wreck. I was mm-hmm. pulling out my hair. Oh wow! Bald spot. I was pulling out my hair. I was an alcoholic, extreme alcoholic. It was mm. horrible. Mm. Yeah. Found out that the, that my landlord's brother hung himself on my orange tree in my backyard, so I had a spiritual Why? attachment. Wow! Oh wow! <laughs> it was later, came, yeah, that later came into possession wow. <laughs> in, oh, in the Dominican wow. Republic. Uh, so. Yeah, let's go into that. What happened? Yeah, I hear a lot about possession. (laughs) Like uh, Mm. my on my channel, my YouTube channel, especially people talk a lot about it. And um, there was a post that I put up about astral projection and using a mirror, and everybody was like scared out of their wits about a mirror. I was like, hold on, guys, hold on. Like I'm, (laughs) I don't scry often, but I know there's a difference between (laughs) scrying and looking at yourself in a mirror. You know, Uh, but what was what was that like for you? Um. So. First, like possession is a lot of people need to understand that possession is uh, unwilling. Uh, like it's not a permission that happens. A, a possession is where the spirit just comes in and it's just doing whatever it wants to do with you. And that usually happens with people who are vibrating at a very, very low level. Um, and I would just happen to be vibrating at a level, very low level. It's lower mm-hmm. level. It's freshly new dead people and mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, I was at my godfather's house who he wasn't even my godfather at the time. And we were talking about spirituality and things like that. And I looked at him and like, for whatever reason, I was gone. I was gone. And it was like, I was fading in and out. Um, and he, there was actually another mounting that happened within one of his protective spirits. That is now one of my protective spirits who she came in his head. So the difference between possession is like possession is there's no permission that happens. A Mm -hmm. mountain, there is a permission of you and the spirit Mm -hmm. that allows allows that to happen. Mm -hmm. Now that I am initiated, my head is prepared that I can handle those spirits that I need to mount with if I need to mount with them. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you were fighting with it? Like when it took over? Uh. Yes, it was a weird feeling. It was so grotesque. He was, he was laughing at everyone. He was telling people's really dark secrets. Oh, wow. um, he was like, he was just like anybody in the room. He was just like laughing at their like innermost secrets mm-hmm. and just telling everybody. And so, uh, and that spirit didn't leave me until eleven o'clock. That happened at like nine p.m. That spirit didn't leave me until like eleven o'clock a.m. Oh my gosh! So all night. That all night I walked like I even walked home and I thought I was okay, but they were still attached to me. I was it was mm-hmm. a really scary experience. Mm-hmm. 
And was this spirit like animating you to do certain things or was it laughing in your head, pointing out things about people like in a clear cognizant sort of way or no, it was my actual body. It was actually, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. My actual body. Yes. Um, scary stuff. Did your godfather say anything about like how he looked like you looked different, completely different? Uh, well he left like, because the spirit, the, the protective spirit that came was, came in his head mm. um, she's she is a when i say protective she mm. is she don't play they call her they call her like a, a demon but she's just that much so of, she's about it oh, i see i like her <laughs> yeah she's not one to play with very mm. very hot very fiery mm. Mm. very cool <laughs> she's about it i see i see mm. interesting so you've got You've got a dealing with many spirits, it seems like. Uh, it's like, I, I love talks like this because, like, there's there's a certain energy that's, like, transmitted when you're recollecting stories and experiences. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's a certain energy that's released. And part of the reason why I like telling stories and sharing them is because I feel like that energy that gets released is, like, a breakthrough for someone else who's listening or watching for them mm-hmm. to have an experience as well, or for them to come to a knowing of, uh, for this instance specifically, like how to get around possession or what to do, or, you know, just to know that it's possible and to be wary and things like that. So where did your experience with spirits start? You know, because it seems like it's been ingrained in you uh, since a young age, especially with like Pentecostal faith and like Holy Spirit and things like that. Yes. So, um, Wow, it's it's really interesting because when you get when you start to get close, like I can only speak for my from my experience as a, as an initiate, as when you start to get close, everything from your childhood starts to make sense. Like mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, that's why I was doing this. This is why I felt what I felt. Like me playing in a bucket full of water was a manifestation of la sirene. Mm-hmm. which is the, the mermaid spirits and like or just there's so many things or when i would get angry i would lose my absolute mind mm-hmm. and that was a manifestation of the protective spirit mm-hmm. um so there was just so many you know re- mm-hmm. i had it from like my childhood but my first experience with spirit was when i saw my aunt that passed away 20 years before i was born mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, me, oh. my grandmother, and my mom, we all went to the cornfield. No, okay. not the cornfield, the okra field. And we picked okra. And we went back to the house and we were snapping it. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. And there was a lady standing in the mirror, looking in the mirror. And I was just like, okay. And I closed the door. <laughs> and I, I was at my grandma's house. And I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. they were like, did you use the bathroom? I was like, no, there's a lady in there. And they ran so fast. <laughs> they were like, what? And there was like no one in there. I almost got like a whooping that day because they thought I was lying. I was like, no, oh, there was a woman. Why do I need this? Oh, right. <laughs> and um, so they were looking through a photo album later, later on that day. And I saw her and I was like, that's the woman I saw in the bathroom. And there was my Aunt Moselle that mm. died 20 years before I was born. Interesting. That was my first experience. That's so mm. crazy. I see that you also have like, it seems like water has been something that was really like you know, staple for you or something like a staple for you growing up. Yes. Are you a water sign by chance? 
I am actually a fire sign. I was going to say that. I was like, it's either water or fire. It's either water or fire, yeah, for sure. I, and, but I was obsessed, and I still am to this day. My favorite movie in the world is Little Mermaid, Moana. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Moana? It's very good. Yeah. And I wanted to be a mermaid when I was a kid. Everybody was like, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a bucket of water. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a mermaid. <laughs> the teacher was That's like, awesome. keep thinking. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. When I found out, I, the, the highest number I could think of was 1,200. So I was like, I'm going to get 1,200 air tanks and I'm going to live under the water. I had it all planned out by the age of like 1,200. That's awesome. Awesome. It's possible. The the universe Shoot. was like, we've given you so much fire. We are now going to balance you out with all this water now. Mm-hmm. I, was, I awesome. even saw myself have visions of eating raw lobsters at when I needed to surface to get air. It was a great Kids have it like their connection to source is just mm. unmatched. And then the indoctrination from society kicks in. It's like, oh, imaginary friends? Oh, that's nonsense. What are you talking about? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I saw grandma. It's like, I oh, don't know you didn't. That's nonsense. Right. It was a dream. Exactly. You know, you're almost getting a whooping for <laughs> saying you saw someone in the mirror, and then it turns out you actually saw someone who had, who had been passed away for 20 years. Like, kids mm-hmm. have this connection to source that I think is extremely profound. And mm-hmm. just because I have that Christian background, it makes me think of what Jesus said. When mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, don't 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 stop the kids from coming to me. Like, let the kids come. Uh, and he would he would say all the times, like, you have to be like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven and so on and so forth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just brings me back to Pentecostal um, orthodoxy, if you want to call it that or or uh, what, what do they call it? Like the different uh, denominations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did a, a good bit of jumping from the different uh, denominations. I I became a Christian because I was searching for what I read in the Bible. Like when I became a Christian, I I had been previously a Buddhist and like kind of looking into meditation and all that. And then I got into the Bible over time because I was just studying the different arts and I read the book of Acts and I was like, whatever's going on in this book, that's cool (laughs) stuff. (laughs) It's pretty cool. (laughs) Right. Like I, I want more of this. And uh, so I just started to pray and I was like, God, I need to find a church. I need to find people. And lo and behold, manifestation in that week, I found a church, found a, a ministry to get a hold of and uh, started getting some questions answered. And over time, my mentor came from a Pentecostal church to the Reformed church that I went to. And he said his reason for leaving that church was because God told him there was someone at the Reformed church that you needed to mentor. Mm. And then I proceeded to have... Uh, after meeting him and having him pray for me and cast out all the low vibrational spirits and entities that had latched on to me for years, um, I began to have three dreams about him consecutively, night after night. And each dream was him teaching me something. Um, the last dream being us planning out this uh, mentorship day where we would just meet and we would talk and, you know, like a little mentorship program. And uh, since then, it was like it just went on from there. And I was just like, I have to figure out what this baptism of the Holy Spirit is. I got to figure out what all this this like uh, book of Acts speaking in tongues stuff like I was I was obsessed. Uh, what was your your experience with all of that stuff as far as like, uh, Pentecostal faith? Ooh, so Pentecostal, like I saw, I was afraid of the Holy Ghost as a child. <laughs> OK, <laughs> I was I was so terrified like because I was like. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, mm. why are they jumping around? That makes mm. sense. <laughs> uh, until it happened to me uh, mm. at the age of 15. 
it happened to me and it was it was such a beautiful feeling because i didn't know what to do with all that energy i was still very innocent and i didn't know what to do with all that energy and that's one of the things that um i hope i don't derail but i was one of the things that um that a lot of people in the, the African-American community and then within voodoo or within the Pentecostal community and then voodoo, um, it's kind of the same thing. It's when you go into the catch the Holy Ghost, it's kind of like going into a mountain. You're mounted by the Holy Spirit, that light, mm. that light spirit. You just don't know what to do with that energy. So you just kind of flail around. Mm. <laughs> so and that's what. So after you get initiated into um if you're not initiated into voodoo, you go to a voodoo festival or a voodoo feast. If you feel that energy, you will flail around. Mm. But if you're if your head is prepared, you will know what to do. That you you allow the spirit to come and actually work. But um, growing up, like my church was all family, all family. My it's like 110 years old, and it's been my entire family. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's that great. Whole- for that whole time um that's right yeah it was just a lot of things that just didn't sit right with me with with um i had so many questions with christianity Mm -hmm. and i'm and it took me a full circle to be able to be like to understand um how to be like an omnist and find truths in every religion an omnist new word right in here (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i was like wow I couldn't even really speak on my experiences as a Pentecostal because I never really, I never really felt connected to it. Mm. I was too busy being in church and worried about, oh my gosh, am I doing, am I sitting gay? And was my hat, how's my hand? And how's Mm. like, they just, there was just mannerisms that I naturally did. And I was too busy worried about hiding myself than actually paying attention to what was being what was actually going on to actually experience yeah that's i feel like that's the problem with with uh organized religion sometimes it's it's more set in its ways as far as tradition than it is in experience um so what exactly then do you think of kundalini because i feel like uh kundalini energy is the it's that connection between different religions when they're describing energy when they're describing uh, an experience they had with the divine and this rush of like love and you know transcendental sort of experiences. What are your thoughts on that? Pure ecstasy, like natural ecstasy, and a lot of people f- may feel it in their lives, but they don't really know. They don't really understand it or when it's happening or why it's happening. You, if you felt that, if you felt that Kundalini energy, it literally feels like ecstasy. Um, I keep spirituality very, very simple because that is the simplicity of the eternity. That's it, yeah. is being simple. Um, yeah. Like Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks, I don't know if you ever heard of her or him or her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in her, in their theme song, in the theme song, she gives the key to life. They give the key to life. It's joy is the key. Joy That's is it. the key. Easy that enough. is the that's, that's it. It's as simple as that. Mm. That Kundalini energy is the joy. Mm. That's that's the what what you're looking for in life. The root chakra being survival, 
uh, figuring out life and things like that, all that base energy, fear and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So if that is that if that's at the complete bottom, what's the complete top? Ecstasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you've got to rise from root to crown. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So what is a typical, because you've got me really interested in voodoo. So like, I, mm-hmm. I'm really, because it's, it's not something I've practiced very much. It's just been around me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in uh, different forms. But uh, what's a typical working look like for you? You know, what is, how do you practice voodoo? What's your routine if you have one? Because I know a lot of people just go with spirit and they do different things every day. Like myself. That's true. That is, and that is true. Um, so I work with 21 divisions. That's 21 pantheon. That's like there's a pantheon of, of spirits. That's a long <laughs> there's, word. Yes, 21 there's pantheons the, of spirit. Okay. Yes. You're a shaman, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, or is it? Is it one? It's uh, it's different divisions of one pantheon. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting this confused, but. Um, so we believe in the supreme god right mm-hmm. we believe in the supreme god or supreme good day we call him bonje but bonje. a typical day for us is it's all different it really is it's all different i can't say that i have a set routine i go um on certain days i give them their coffee i give them their offerings and things like that and but as far as and i keep i try to keep them as lit as possible uh, keeping them alive, <laughs> keeping them alive, keeping my ancestors, you know, taking care of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a person who may need something, like today, I just had to finish some spiritual bath for someone. Um, okay. But I had to do a sweet and a bitter bath. But I could get another client next week that required sweet and a bitter bath. But it's from, but it's all different ingredients, all different herbs and things like that so it's never really a set um it's never really anything set in stone Mm. uh the spirit will come and tell you what you need this is why you need to have your godfather or your godmother they have to be there if you if anybody's telling you that they're a voodoo practitioner and they don't have a godmother or godfather run (laughs) okay for sure you said you mentioned um ancestors i actually have an ancestor that's been with me my whole life and um, I, is it, is it like normal to give offerings to them? Should I be doing that for him? Well, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when people, sometimes, some people think when they, when you see offerings, they're like, well, I don't have the money to go mm-hmm. and get coconuts and tobacco and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. When all they want is just light, mm-hmm. to keep them alive. I always tell people just a, a candle and a glass of water. Okay. Does it matter the color of the candle? A white candle. A white candle. Okay. Very yes, cool. a white candle or a glass of water. You're good to and go. Good. Okay, cool. Just give them a little until, drink until they uh, until they then they will. You ask for it. You ask from source. Mm-hmm. Ask for source to open that door for them mm-hmm. to okay. come through and speak with you, okay. and they will show themselves in a different light. They will show themselves. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, cool. That was actually going to be my next question. It's like I've I've never really been able to get in contact with him. I've I just recently learned about him. Um, I think my higher self or my spirit guide told me that, um, like, because when I was younger, I always felt like there was a presence in my room, and so when I, especially when I was in there alone and the lights were off, it was like I could just feel it, and it would just paralyze me. It was so scary. I don't know why, but I never felt malicious. It just felt like there's something else here and I don't want to know what it is. Like I watched too many horror movies to try to figure out what this is. So the older I got, I was told by my spirit guide that um, I have an ancestor with me who is trying to um, like erase the mistakes of his life. And so he's been going through each one of my, um, my female ancestors or like, you know, my mom and then my grandma and like going through all their lives and trying to see if they were the curse breaker but it end up, ended up being me now, you know, falling on me because they all failed. So um, I guess he's been with me this whole time and I've been I've been wanting to talk to him really bad. I've been meditating, trying to speak with him and like nothing has worked. I didn't even know that the um, the offering was a thing. I'm definitely going to try that for sure. Absolutely. And, and there is a I hope this makes sense, what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes back to the snake. There's a snake <laughs> symbolism in that and the um so if this person passed on before you, if this person mm-hmm. passed on before you and they, they're already up there, they're already in the, the ether, the vast void. So they, there's mm-hmm. many different possibilities. There's multiple uh, stretches of, of, of time or what mm-hmm. we consider time, which really doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. So um, he could possibly see you in this mm-hmm. space and time. Mm-hmm. And he knows that you will be the one that will believe in him. Mm-hmm. And so that is why he will be able to come to you and be able to elevate oh, okay. himself. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's an exchange of energy. So he will be able to elevate himself by helping you to elevate mm-hmm. what you need to do in this life. Because oh. it may be that your your mom or your grandmother, they mm-hmm. didn't really believe as hard or as yeah. strong or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But he could see the generations and be like that's the pinpoint that's the mm-hmm. that's my break there she is yeah <laughs> okay yeah. cool cool yeah. yeah my my family's all christian as well like i grew up christian the same we actually met uh cal and i we met at, at the same church and um yeah pretty much went through the same stuff i didn't have a mentor though but it was kind of like you it, i i connected but i never really got to that point where i felt like i could like feel the spirit or something like that it was just kind of like through I guess, worship and, you know, listening to the songs. That was really the only way that I felt God. Any other time it was like reading the Bible was like, eh. And then like, you know, praying, trying to pray. It was like, I just could not get that like connection to to form. And so I think that's the main reason why like I kind of stepped back from it. And then not only that, but then like the journey started and all the turmoil started. So like, you know, we're almost at the end of the healing journey though. I'm I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that law yeah. of balance is no joke. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. law of rhythm is no joke. Yeah, for sure. The rhythm, you say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How but you uh, said that? Well, no, go oh, ahead. no, you're fine. Okay, I've been so, talking a lot. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, it kind of makes me want to ask: What ways would you suggest? Uh, a newbie such as myself to voodoo to uh, specifically begin reaching out to those ancestors uh, reaching out to spirit and things like that 
So uh, it's simple: a uh, glass of water and a white candle. That's it. Yeah. And when and it, you, that's how you start. You because you're already connected with your higher self. Mm. You are connected with you. You know you. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah, once you have that understanding and that you've already gone through that shadow work, you've already gone through all those things, you already know this stuff, um, it makes it a lot easier to, for them to open the door to you. And uh, So you go to you get your white candle, you get your glass of water, and you put it behind your door, or you put it by your bedside, or you put the glass of water underneath your bed, mm-hmm. and and you just ask, you ask source for that. You ask your ancestors, known and unknown, I'm calling on you. Mm-hmm. And they will respond. You have given them light. That's it. And they will open the door to which way you need to be directed. Mm. Like I did it when I was first starting my journey and I wanted to get initiated into a voodoo practice. I thought I was going to be initiated into Ifa. Mm. I thought, or I never really thought of initiation. I just thought I was going to be in Ifa. But little did I know that I was going to be initiated into the 21 divisions. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So I actually kind of have something that I just thought of. Uh, when I found out that my ancestor was coming from like, it's probably five, six generations removed. Um, is it possible that ancestors, since they've passed over, are they different people? Or are they like would they be similar to what they were back then? Because I'm honestly afraid that my ancestor is like a colonizer or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are some ancestors, you know, that there are some ancestors that don't, that aren't perfect because they're people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, they, right. they just are, they are people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're always calling on the ones of light. Okay. You're always calling. You, and the reason why, and you're kind of, there's an exchange of energy, but you have a little bit more of control because you're in the physical world. If mm-hmm. they are, if they're trying to come to you, like the ancestor is coming to you to break whatever curse needs to be broken. Mm-hmm. That means that you have the control over mm-hmm. that. Like okay. it's out of honor and respect that you give them this light to okay. do what they need to do. Help me in my life. And mm-hmm. I will give you this light and you can do what you need to do. Okay. But um, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little rough <laughs> it is a little rough mm. some ancestors but mm. okay, yeah <laughs> for sure for sure that's that's good because i'm just like i i couldn't do it i i just don't know if i could work with him you know if he yeah, was like yeah. the same person like that i i don't think i could do it but good i'm I'm glad that that's that, like at least they're of light you know i mean that makes sense if you're coming back to help me um, you know, break the the curse of our family. I'm assuming that it's because of the mistakes that you made, you know, and so you want me to not make those mistakes. Um, and if that was something that you did, that was definitely a problem that mm. is being resolved. <laughs> so that's good. And, and especially <clears throat> making sure that you're calling on the ones of light because mm. okay. you can open that door and they'll all come through. It just okay. <laughs> you're like, no, let me. Right. Let me open oh, a window. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right. Maybe it's a little bit smaller. Yeah, a lot of people run into that issue of just letting any old thing through. Mm-hmm. So I like Ouija, uh, Ouija boards and all that other business. I don't think they're bad things. Like movies mm-hmm. depict them, like uh, pendulums and you know other things like that. I think they're just divination, uh, different mm-hmm. things. It's just that people they're not specific 
It's like only beings with my highest good in mind are allowed into this space. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. make your little circle. Like I was, uh, uh, I've gone through some different paths in life. So I picked up some different skills from, you know, lesser banishing rituals and, and things like that. Just to make sure your space is for what you intend it to be. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like people miss that a lot. They're just like, open it up. <laughs> I think that comes from skepticism, too. They're just like, mm. I don't know what there is. So just open the door and they're like, whatever's going to happen, I'm, you know, let it happen. And they get bombarded by goons, you know. Yeah. Lower level entity. Lower mm. level entities are just. Mm. You know, it's funny that it's funny that you mentioned that term goon. Do you know mm-hmm. what that like? Have you? There's a term here in the south. I don't know if y'all use it up there and uh, where, where you guys are from, but uh, the term "gooning" is actually coming from the Ogun family. Ogun, oh. which is the warriors. Information we're getting here. <laughs> yeah. So the like when down here in the south, people when people are acting crazy, they're like you're just acting crazy, wild, and all kinds of stuff. But they're like, man, you gooning. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that comes from the Ogun family because when they come into, they're, they're a huge family of Oguns and they're mm. warrior spirits. Mm. So when they come into, when they mount, they're fiery, they're angry, they're just like, I will mess all this up in here. <laughs> wow. So that's that the, the correlation, the Goons. Mm. It's cool. Very interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. That's our, that's our, but we're not trying to call on those lower little no, no 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 yes no goons because they they'll goons. have they'll have they have um they just look for any opportunity mm-hmm. some of them are even sour about being dead some of them are just angry mm-hmm. some of them they just don't know what to do mm-hmm. so they're just floating around causing havoc mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on like shadow people because I hear a lot about that mm-hmm. like the hat man shadow people. What's your experience with uh, those sort of beings? Well, the shadow people? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily know if I know the shadow Like, because I work with, like, I, like to see, me, that would okay. sound like their family. <laughs> right, right. It would sound like, yeah, okay. See, it's different for you. It's it's a context thing, it seems like then. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he do, what does he do. Well, shadow. I've just heard... Um, you know, just through different forums and Reddit and things like that. When people have sleep paralysis, which is usually a lot of people's first experience with um, like paranormal things because they're in that in-between space where they're, their body's asleep, their mind's awake, and now they're tapping into like psychic abilities and so on. And so they see things. And uh, one of the things that people see is like the shadow person or they'll see uh, a hat man. It's just like a guy in a trench coat with a hat or they'll see... Uh, like the the grandmother or granny, something like that, just an old an old lady, and a lot of people say that they've seen the same thing. Um, I've even seen a shadow person before, but when I I've astral projected before, and to my experience, when you astral project and your energy is very low, you look like a shadow. So I astral projected, and I looked at my hands, and it was like a shadow that was static like a moving shadow and i was like oh my god i didn't know that was a thing and as i <laughs> built energy up I, yeah. I, be- I then began to flush out and my body became more light um just because i i created an astral body that was very low energy because my understanding of astral projection is that your soul never leaves your body otherwise you'd be dead right mm-hmm. so you create an energetic double 
of your etheric body and you push that double out and then you project your consciousness into it because we're only in these bodies because of our consciousness like our minds or our awareness is occupying this mind body you know this mind body sort of a dynamic we have here and so you know my ideas of shadow people have changed from something more frightening because when you're experiencing stuff like that you don't you just don't know what's going on so you'll be afraid of it quite naturally but you said you work with shadow beings or things that would you know, have that sort of content. I'm in my mind. I'm getting like Princess and the Frog. Have you seen that one? Uh, yes, Princess and the Frog. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's them. <laughs> Not those they they seem pretty malicious. That's why you know, trying to draw <laughs> that would be a comparison. Cool like shadows, like shadow animals, just running yeah, around. Yeah, oh, that would be sick. I would think. Right? I mean, it would Dude, take some getting too. used to. You know. <laughs> A lion growling at you, see the shadow of it. Whoa, chill out, man. <laughs> legit, legit. Uh, but I, it would sound like the Gedea family, which is the family of the dead, but they're not shadow people. Mm. But when people think of the trench coat, or not the trench coat, but with the hat, that's how they are. They're like, yeah. So it's just there, it could potentially just be their passed on relatives at that point, the person that's it seen could them. Be. It could be. Um, I've never seen during. I don't even know if I've really experienced sleep paralysis. I don't mm-hmm. think I have that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of try and induce it every single night. I create a, a place uh, I go to every single night in my for my consciousness. There's a resting place that mm-hmm. I go to, so I kind of put myself in that that place myself. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Very cool. I mean, sleep paralysis for me is just a deep trance state. A lot of people attribute it to something else, but it's a, it's a natural process. Like, it's just the body falling asleep while you're still conscious. Or basically just the body falling asleep in general. And it paralyzes the body. It paralyzes itself so that you don't act out your dreams and hurt yourself. Or you, if you were laying by a campfire and you're having a running dream and the next thing you know you roll over into the fire and, you know, you know stuff like that. So you paralyze yourself. They, there was a study done on dogs that found that uh, dogs would run in their sleep because they weren't paralyzing themselves. You know, it's neurological processes and all that science stuff that I don't know. <laughs> right. It's uh, pretty crazy. But, but it's it's not something to be afraid of, in my experience. It's just it can be frightening, especially when you don't know what's happening. But sleep paralysis, in my experience, is the holy grail to astral projection, at least. Uh, it's like it's the pinnacle. If you can induce that yourself with the technique that you're describing where you create uh, a specific space for your, your mind to occupy so that your body does what it needs to do. The experiences that you have are just, I mean, you're open. The door, the door is open for you to have those experiences. It's like the body from what people say in, uh, in alchemy, they call it the prison without walls. You know, Mm -hmm. you're born into this prison, they say. Uh, And a lot of people don't know that they can leave it by, means of astral projection or receiving information from extrasensory sources and things like that. The world is a lot stranger than people actually understand a lot of times. But I mean, and the veil is lifted. Like there's the people need to prepare themselves. And I, this is why I'm so happy to see, um, the consciousness, the collective consciousness rising the way that it is. I am so thrilled like and i see you people doing the work like you're doing the work and you all have like 
And I was talking about that when I talked to myself because I, I need expert advice. So why not talk to myself? And I literally go through the people on TikTok and like on my little Instagrams and things like that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like he I see I see you as a I see you as a as a teacher. Like you would be the 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 guys that you would remind me of like you have like Rafiki energy. <laughs> Rafiki, <laughs> love it. Like really, like wise energy, just mm. wise, knowledgeable, and you know how to convey the information so that people understand it and they feel comfortable being at a base level, being in their root chakra, and knowing mm-hmm. the elevation that's possible. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing: is knowing that it's possible. Like before, mm-hmm. when I was starting my journey, it was like it was like digging a new path. For me, because there was no one before me to say, hey, all this is possible until I met my mentor. Then he just flooded me with, oh, yeah, teleportation is real. You know, reading minds is real. Seeing visions, healing people, all that stuff is real. And I was just like, "Okay," (laughs) you know, just went right into it. And that's one of the main things I want to do is just let people know that these crazy things happen and that there is more than the physical body. And like the gateway tapes, like the CIA program and all these documents that have been released. It's just like perfect timing. Of course, of course, this would happen. You know, we're in the Aquarius age, information age. And now there's just this information at people's fingertips. Like we live in a hologram universe. Your mind literally creates a reality. It's real. It happens. And I just think that's amazing. Like some people just need they just need to drop in the water. Just like there it is. It's real. Now do it. Do with it what you want, basically. And to know that is that it's bare. It's is, it's like simple. It's simple. Keep mm. it simple. Like don't don't try and look at what other people are doing because a lot of people there, especially on like the spiritual talk and witch mm-hmm. talk and all kinds of things, and they're talking about like, oh, I need to go and get these crystals, and mm. I need to go and get this book about witchcraft, and and uh, go and get these herb books, and find out and study every single herb. Yeah. <laughs> they, you make it as difficult as you want to make it, and mm-hmm. and that's I, that's the funny thing about gurus is that we were just we just uh, were talking with someone earlier about gurus. You ask them like, how do I do this? What's the method for that? And they're just like, the answers are within. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know? that's the, I'm telling you the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. Like when people ask me my uh, my interpretation of God. <laughs> I have a very interesting interpretation of God. Okay, tell us. Uh, my interpretation of God is um, so let's say you have a piece of paper mm-hmm. and you have a pencil. The moment right before the pencil touches the paper, right before, that's God to me. It's mm-hmm. the potential to create, it could be a dot. Or it could be the hieroglyphics. Mm. It's potential. This mm. is why uh, people are, like always say in voodoo that we don't wor- that we don't uh, worship God or anything like that, or we don't we don't have a God, or we have several gods. We don't worship our spirits. Mm. We give honor and respect to them, and there is a chain to the divine. There is a link to the divine. It's us in the physical world, our higher self our ancestors, our spirit guides and loi, and then God. God, we we do nothing without God. Even in the, the name is Bonje, which means good day. 
-hmm. It's just a good energy mm -hmm. of eternal good energy. Mm -hmm. well, or so. eternal energy. I'm not even going to say that it's good or bad. Mm. <laughs> and I, I've, I've told people that before because they, uh, they come to me and they're like, yo, it's, you know, is this good or is this bad? Or what do you, what are your thoughts on black magic, uh, white magic, things like that. And I think energy is just energy. Like it is just raw potentiality. It's not the magic doesn't make itself black or white. It's the magician that makes it white or black, you know, something like that. Uh, it's like whatever your intention is behind the energy is whether or not it comes out good or evil. You know, it's entirely up to you. And that just, that harkens even more to the universe, to to God, to pure potentiality. It's just that it's just there. The pure, raw, creative potential is just there. It's an excellent uh, explanation of God. I'm going to gonna put that on twitter mm -hmm. i gonna put like a <laughs> quote there for you <laughs> <laughs> that's just how i see it and like um so and that's that's another reason why i actually had a friend a conversation with a friend amazing friend of mine but he is a christian okay. and so uh but we're great friends and we understand each other's respect for our religions mm -hmm. and he was like he told me he's like well if you have god then why do you need all the other spirits? Hmm. And I'm like, because God is potential. God is eternity. God is the essence of whatever, of everything. God is I literally am everything. that I am, he says. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you need to distribute, when, let's say you need, let's say you need joy. Like one of my guiding spirits, her name is Anaisa. She's actually my, my godmother. Hmm. She is, um, she's beautiful. I love her so much. And so let's say you want joy. You can mm -hmm. ask God for joy. God could direct you through Anaisa to joy to come to you. Mm. The source is here. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, and I was, I was so excited for this podcast. I was so excited for this because I was thinking about it. I was like, man, this is cool. Because I thought of God as the internet. God is the internet. It'd be, it'd be like, <laughs> God is the internet. And then, like, my spirit, like, be, Papa Legbo would be like the search engine that mm. opens the doors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, shoot. Now you've added something else to the mix. Like, a... <laughs> like and then there's other spirits that would be the keyboard. There's a, mm. Everything has its essence, but the source is the internet. And right. what you're trying to gain is coming from the internet. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way but to look the, at it. Mm great way to look at it because then it gives purpose it. behind all the little pieces and you know mm -hmm. the, the different instruments and guides and all those things it just helps you it, they're just resources to help you reach source from where exactly. you are mm -hmm. you know you, the source is still there you're still there but without that connection without the excuse me without the devices and everything like that you don't make the connection so it just helps exactly. Yeah. exactly you would there would be no space there would be no in between you, you would just be like and that's one of the reasons why I believe that it's so people are so cut off from the divine because they are so they're too busy trying to go straight to source and source mm -hmm. is literally everything. So there's nothing for them to connect to to get in there. Yeah, there's it's just like willy nilly. I, I definitely get like, that. It's like jumping into the ocean. And you got nothing was, on. Just 
we're connected. Like, I was literally just thinking <laughs> that. I was like, it's like sticking your hand, yeah. literally sticking your hand in the ocean and put, wanting to pull out a guppy. Mm. <laughs> it was like, you, you, you don't have anything. You got to, yeah. Fish, fish you can pull out a shark, a lobster, you can pull out a shrimp. You just you just put your hand in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You put your hand in source. You didn't tell us which one you wanted. Mm-hmm. So, so we can direct you to the guppies. <laughs> and the, the cool thing is that you don't need any item. And I, I tell people this all the time, and I, I want to express that so much, is that I never want people to follow me and my way of doing things like gospel. Because it, we're past that time now. That was the last age. The last age was find a guru, follow him. Find your Jesus, find your uh, your Muhammad, find whoever, and then follow them. Uh, but now it's everyone is the guru. Like You can carve out your own path now and do what you have to do, make the connections with all the guys, because it's there, it's in you. You know, the, the way has been, is, you know, it's been made. Uh, I feel like that's a, a super important thing for people starting their spiritual journey is just it's time for you to just get up and do it yourself get up and walk and like resources will come as they're needed. You know, when the student is ready, the master appears, people say, um, and things will fall in your lap. It's a journey for sure. But like the answers, the tools, everything you need is already presented to you. You don't have to buy this or that, or, you know, you don't need like crystals. You say, although I believe crystals are very, are very potent and powerful and they'll find you of course. But like you said, people put too much focus on, the routine, the dogma, the steps, like what book do I need to read? What technique do I need to do? I'm big on techniques, obviously, because they help people. But it's when you when you put too many limiting factors between you and the experience, then I feel like it it messes things up. It kind of kind of mixes up the signal. Absolutely. Even being even the, the simplicity of connecting with yourself, um, because a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I don't have time to meditate. Baby, do you know that you meditate every single time that you daydream? They don't. When you wash dishes, mm-hmm. when you drive. I'm a don't. huge advocate for active meditation. Mm. Whatever you're doing, you can meditate. Meditation is just connecting with yourself and being aware that within your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit in a room for hours going, oh. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is, but I, like not everybody has. Not time everybody for got time for that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not like everybody. when I do readings, I try to connect. I try to connect. Well, I connect, but I'm not going to sit and before my readings and go like meditate for hours. No, I know. And when you when you get to that point where you know yourself, you know your connection, you know how to connect. You know this is it. You can connect in minutes. Mm-hmm. In seconds, mm-hmm. because it's just a limitation to believe that it takes hours. It's just things people see in movies. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I could never have that sort of experience. It must take hours to get there. Some of the most profound experiences I've had, I've just sat down to meditate and just close my eyes and bang, like I'm like somewhere else. Like, oh my god, <laughs> like yeah, I didn't think it was gonna happen. No. Yeah, <laughs> like the first time I asked for projected, I didn't know I was reading up on it and I was like this is going to be cool but I was a little See, terrified you've been holding out on me man you waited what? till an hour in before talking about Astro Project come on now. <laughs> tell me your experience man like, come on so this is when I was homeless <laughs> I was homeless when I Astro Projected for the first time okay. and I was like I ain't got nothing else to do <laughs> homeless but still traveling right <laughs> like I was a legit nomad awesome. and I 
I just wanted to see, um, I wanted to see what, where I could go. And when I did it for the first time, I saw myself in this black void. It was like black, black, black void. Just as, as far as I could not see. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite nothing. Yeah. Yes. And there, then there was like this platform of like white. And I was stand, I was like on the other side of it. And I saw my grandmother step forward. I saw my grandfather step forward. I saw a lot of my aunts and my uncles on my grandmother's side. I saw them all come forward. And then they all put their hands on each other's shoulder. And my sister came down. My sister passed away when before I was born. Mm-hmm. And she was huge. She was huge because she died as a baby. She was mm-hmm. like she was like two when she passed. Mm-hmm. And she she watches over my family. And that was when I met her for the first time. And she was an adult. And oh. it was so she was so beautiful. She was huge and she had this long black hair. And mm-hmm. she told me who she was. And she told me that I couldn't cross over to where they were because mm-hmm. it was death, but I couldn't cross over. But I was just staring there and I was just talking to them. And it was the most beautiful experience ever. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wow. Sounds like it. That's an experience right there. It's It always amazes me how beautiful it is because in those experiences, like I said earlier, there's connection. Like you feel that energy from it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something else. And I wrote it. I wrote it down. Like I have my entire spiritual awakening. I didn't even know I was going to have my spiritual awakening. Like mm-hmm. I, I was going on deployment and I bought a journal because they told us buy a journal so you can journal your experience on deployment in these countries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Little did I know that that journal was started in August, no, July 2014 and ended in November 2018. Mm-hmm. I have my entire spiritual journey written down. That's wow. some powerful That's stuff. Awesome. The first time I have a book. Like, yeah. It's in there. Shoot, there's a book coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's out there, man. You just got to pull it from the ether. Let me grab the space. <laughs> I love the ether. It's like that grocery store with that, like, that you don't have to, like, that you don't have to like, go to the cashiers. You just. Mm-hmm. Just take what you want to leave. It's like, I need this for today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Just go on about your day. Yes, Excellent. indeed. Well, I feel like we've we've come to a good point to stop here. Um, it has honestly been a pleasure, truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. why don't you uh, tell the listeners, some of the viewers on YouTube, uh, where they can find more of you, what you're working on, um, and just, you know, get them with some expectation what's to come in the future for you yes indeed so i am um i am gullah grits tv g-u-l-l-a-h grits tv um across the board instagram tiktok youtube um i am starting i have a website miramercy.com and that is where you can find my six-week shadow work program Okay. And um, I will also be starting my guided meditations on YouTube or completing my guided meditations on YouTube. And so, yeah, check it out. Awesome. <laughs> Everything is going to be in the uh, description below. I'll have all the links there for you guys as well. Um, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it's been a pleasure. 
If you guys enjoyed the information that was given, please check him out. Go to his website. Get that package. Go to his YouTube. Subscribe. Just get involved because when you take steps, the universe will meet you uh, in that process. So uh, make sure you guys reach out and do that. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Astro Mind Podcast, guys. Thank you again. If you want to support the podcast, please consider clicking the link in, uh, in the description below and becoming a Patreon of mine. Also, I've released merch. So if you want some Astro Mind Podcast merch, energy work, checkpoint merch, if you're from TikTok and you want to support, hit the link in the description below and you guys will be helping me eat things <laughs> and living. <laughs> and me. So thank you guys again for everything. I thank you for all the followers. Thank you for all the support. You guys are making the dream come alive. It's 11-11. It doesn't mean anything to you watching, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's happening. Thank you guys so much. Keep doing your thing. And as always, guys, never stop adventuring.